Uh, welcome to episode 52 of Red River Podcast. Today, I get, I get to talk to Doug from the Van Saders, a band that I've been, I, I fell in love with from the first time I saw them play um, on a rooftop in Brooklyn to, you know, to today, you know, going through the discography again. So what's up, Doug? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being on, man. Uh, yeah. wh- what part of Jersey was it? Was I, I always feel like you're an Asbury. Yep. Asbury. Well, actually. Asbury Park. There's actually a separate town called Asbury. I've I've talked to some. Uh, I don't remember why this came up, but I was talking to a venue owner around here about a show that had recently happened, and he said that I guess one of the opening bands was a uh, touring bands was late because they went to Asbury, not Asbury Park. Holy shit! I thought that was pretty funny. I real far Isn't that apart. Horrible? <laughs> it's so horrible. It's like basically Are they nowhere you- near each other. Uh- Asbury Park no. and Asbury? No. It's like an hour away. Oh, shit. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I remember one day I, I quoted lyrics to uh, a Promise Ring song, and and the song went, Boardwalking on the Boardwalk, New Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. And Doug Doug hit me up. He's like, yo, where the hell are you? I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I forgot he lives there. I'm like, no, no, I'm just <laughs> quoting stupid lyrics to a Promise Ring song. Uh, but yeah, I just want to get everyone up to speed. So your, your band is a band that my band played with forever ago. Um, I know you were living out in the city. Um, to, to basically start off, if you ask me, it's it's everything that I listen to. So if you take Limbeck, if you take the old 97s, if you take, if you take American Steel, if you take uh, the Super Suckers and Alkaline Trio and mix them all together, um, I, I think you get something along the Van Saders. That's so, awesome. Yeah, those I are... love that. By the way, I'm, I'm going to use that from now on. Put that in your bio, man. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you quote Red River Podcast. Um, so we met through Chris Andrews. He was booking these shows, and I remember, um, you know, it was probably up on on the up on the rooftop and at a place that is now called the Kingsland. And he was like, oh, because he knows, it, you know, the type of shit that I like. So he's like, oh, you're going to love this band. And I believe you guys even played maybe as a f- six piece or a five piece. It was like a violin player. A violin player. I th- there was a girl. I don't know about that. No, who was, who was the? Who <laughs> oh, was... you know what? Yeah, that we had a, a keyboard player. Okay, a keyboard player. 
Keyboard violin. Yeah, yeah keyboard <laughs> violin. Yeah. You know. Same thing, you know, whatever. Easily mistaken. Um, so you came across the guys in Lagosi and uh, I believe it was Habits. So how did you meet all those dudes? All right, I should probably come up with a better story, but I haven't. So John Redmond, who was the original bass player in Mad Satyrs, who you know, you've met John. Absolutely. I was um, in contact with him recently, so. Oh, yeah? Nice. Um, so he he had posted on Craigslist looking for a singer-songwriter. Uh, if if I'm not mistaken, he was he mentioned Gaslight Anthem, Social D, and Alkaline Trio, I think. And I was looking for a band. And I was in some, well, I think the band I was in right before that was real, real terrible. I don't even remember the name of that band. And you, Anyways, you, you whatever. Was, were you singing or playing? I was only singing. It, it was, Sam, it was, it, it was god awful. Terrible. <laughs> okay. It was like, that was like the classic move of like, oh, I love music so much. I'm desperate. I need to do something. And then I found some people somewhere that quote unquote like music, you know, yeah, you yeah. know what that means. <laughs> anyway, so so I found John's ad and like, great, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And, and that was it. He knew, so he was, he knew all those other guys. So, you know, me and him kind of got the thing rolling and then he pulled the other guys in and it went like that. Yeah. John, John is a good connector. Um, we like my band. Played, oh yeah. My band played uh, and he came from like Hawaii. He came from somewhere, not New York. I know that. Um, yeah. And I, my band recently played Beery's, Mr. Beery's out here on Long Island with uh, Night Surf. And um, nice. John was in in the crowd and he did the same thing to me. Like we, we were talking. He was like, yo, he's like, he's like, I want to write songs with you, um, which is probably what he did with you because he's such a smart songwriter. Uh, he does like the visual stuff. Like what, what was the thing that he was doing just recently that you were involved in? So John, John's in, insanely talented. I, I just saw him last week and he came down to, to see um, Joey Cape and Chris Cresswell. Okay. Great show. So the project that he was working on that I contributed to was he wrote, you know, a bunch of songs, but, you know, he's got a kid, he's married, he's settled down, so he doesn't have a regular band to play in. So he got me, he got Mikey from Habits, he got a bunch of other people from Night Surf to record these songs with Jesse Cannon. And he got accompanying art pieces, original art pieces for each song. And that's that's the brilliant part of it. Wow. Like you, cause and he, I'll tell you what, I don't even. I think there's more to it that I'm missing. But yeah, he's he's a smart guy when it comes to creativity. You know. Yeah, yeah. He, um, you know, he like we talked about that part, and it was it was such a visual thing too. Like you see, it was called Lovesick Bombs. I'm pretty sure that was the name. Um, yeah, Lovesick Bombs. Yeah, and he just like you said, he married everyone. <laughs> Everyone's do. It's like the traveling Wilburys, and this dude is, you know. But I get it. it. You know, you have the kid, and and you have this life, but he still loves to to make music. Um. So at, at that time, was Habits still? Were, were they a band when the Van Saders formed? No. No, 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 not yet. Okay, so then... I think, I don't know if Mikey knew the guys who would be in Habits yet. Okay. I don't think so. So the Van Saders and Habits were basically the same band, mm -hmm. minus like a couple of people. Mikey sang for Habits and Doug sang for the Van Saders. And it's all good and fun until eventually, like, you know, it, it, it becomes like a wear and tear. It's like, all right, well, who's going to play and stuff? But so what made you move to, to the city? Well... 
I grew up kind of partially in the city. My dad's always lived in Manhattan. So I was kind of, you know, between the Jersey Shore, well, even in North Jersey and Manhattan my whole life, back and forth. And then I went to, to college in Manhattan, too. So I kind of just, another reason to be there. And and uh, so along this time, you guys put out a record that, um, I mean, to this day, if you ask me, uh, I mean, it's it's so weird, but it's it's truly one of the best records I've ever heard. Um, stuck in New York that's, City. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Uh, I mean, it, it was a band firing on all cylinders for sure. Like, uh, so for this to be your debut record, what do you remember about like making this record? Like to me, like I told you, I'll no, tell you what. That... Oh, I was going to say ahead. no Sorry. plan. No plans is one of the best songs I, I've you know ever heard a band write. Um and uh, what else? All uh, John, all John, all John. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well he's a genius then. So, what do you remember about making this record? Honestly, I mean, I was at, well, when we made that record. I wasn't really experienced in being in a real band, you know, recording in the studio. Um, honestly, all the work on that record is is primarily everyone else. <laughs> okay. Okay, you know what? Not. not all of it, but like John was really the one who really kind of assembled the sound um, and wrote a lot of the songs on there. And, you know, it was really like a learning experience for me. Like that, that's the, when I, when we recorded that record, that's when I was like, all right, so this is how I gotta, this is how I have to be. Like, this is how I have to function. This is how I have to play. You know what I mean? Amazing. And cause like you were younger than everyone. So this is like, and it, oh, it's yeah. your, it's your voice. Like you, you have, you have a very distinct voice. A lot of, um, like, Thanks, man. like if anyone like were to listen to you and then actually see you being that, you know, you're like a slightly young kid. <laughs> oh. you know? I mean, he's, he's, you have to be at least 10 years younger than me. So he's definitely like, I, I, I are you even 30 yet? 30. Okay. Yeah. 30. Exactly. Um, so very distinct voice, great, um, great tone. Um, you don't really overextend. You know, you're not like singing like you're in Red City Radio or something, um, which is a, which which is a really cool thing because it, it's not overpowering. Like you're not like you know listening. <laughs> it's not like hot water music. And what I love that you do sometimes as far as songwriting is that it it allows you to at the very end do one of my favorite pop tricks, which is to go up a key for that second chorus. Uh, I love I love key changes. Isn't that the best? <laughs> it's the best. Um, once you get it, like once you figure out the right one, you're like, oh shit, got it. I, yes. I you know I I I I'll always remember listening to "I'll Be There for You" by Bon Jovi. Shout out to New Jersey. <laughs> and when he kicks it up, I'm like, how the fuck did he do that? So um so the you know the band goes you know chugging along. Um, but eventually you know these dudes are a little bit older, so they all kind of do their own thing. Maybe they. Like you, like you said, got married, had kids. So when did you see that, like the end of this lineup was coming? Honestly, I I don't really remember exactly. I feel like it, there wasn't really like one moment. It was kind of just like dwindling slowly. Because for, for a while, if I'm not mistaken, I might be getting my timeline a little funky here. But I think I had moved back to Jersey, and we were. It was still that lineup. But when I moved back to Jersey, that's when it started to like kind of. I guess I started to kind of notice. Like, all right, I got to figure something else out. Like, I knew they were, they didn't care, you know? Yeah. It was just fun for them. But I wanted to keep going, you know? I wanted to keep writing. And, and I, you know, I was finally, I was coming into my own as a musician. Like, I remember watching, like, I spent a lot of time watching 
Mikey play and sing and just kind of like taking notes like all right so I gotta I gotta get tighter with this you know like I gotta get tighter on my chugs for example you know what I mean like I learned a lot from all those guys for sure yeah Mikey might like I would watch Mikey play too and and just just like you (laughs) yeah he's a monster you know he's just he's he's got it down what what you did because I saw you and I admired it was you're you're still a songwriter so in in that interim time you would play lots of show, solo shows you know uh well oh yeah man i was busy you were you were there I tell, the- you know what uh, the way i looked at it was you know if i stop now i'm not gonna pick this back up again i mean not music obviously but but the band you know like if i if i stop doing these songs like that's it and i didn't want that like i wanted to keep the thing going i feel like we got a real good you know we got a real good start and i was i wasn't ready to stop you know <laughs> No, and su- super talented, because uh, I remember you came out to the Velvet Lounge, um, you did a solo set, and um, what I remember is just, you know, sometimes you watch people play guitar and play solo sets, like, mm-hmm. I could do a solo set and maybe, you know, sound okay, mm-hmm. um, but then you watch someone else who really plays a solo set, and they're they're playing these songs that are just sing, like, you're a great single picker, <laughs> everything, you know, super talented guy. Right. Um so watching that, I knew that you were able to really still spread these songs and, and a lot of the songs that, that later went into, you know, the, the following records, I, I heard like different versions of. Um, so that was super smart of you until you found the guys, um, uh, James and Dave, obviously from Queens. So then, you know, I, you guys made Jumping at the Shadows together? Yep, we did Jumping in Shadows. I, I do enjoy the covers that you do. Um, and Generator is such a random cover. Like, why would Bad Religion Generator be something that you would want to cover? Honestly, Generator, um, again, that was John. John. Like, we had already introduced that into the set. Okay. And I just always really liked the way we played it. Like, we didn't have the uh, weird part. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Never understand that part of the song. You know what I'm talking about? No, no. I, it all well, our version is really like straight up, and there's a part in the Bad Religion song, and I, I've always loved the song Generator. That was the first um, Bad Religion song I'd ever heard. Like, I've known that my whole life, that song. Yeah, great record. And there's one part of the song that's just like, it. they cut they cut out a little bit, and I never quite understood why they do that, because I feel like it cuts the energy of the song. And we took it out, and I like it better. <laughs> well... Uh, are you? I know Bad Religion and Alkaline Trio playing out over in your home. Of course, I'm going to that. Hell oh, yeah! Shit. Of course, you motherfuckers should have been open <laughs> that show. Who's opening that show? Oh, oh, I know it. I know it. I tried to get on it. I tried to get an after party going. I tried all the angles. No yeah. luck. God damn! Is it? I don't think either. There is no opener, or it's someone who's on tour with them. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't think I got dicked out of it. I don't think so. So, you know, I love the guys from from Bombers, Dave and James. Uh, I, I, I would imagine the distance from Queens because, you know, if you said you moved back to, to Jersey, um, I would imagine you guys were practicing somewhere in the middle. And I, I would only imagine. No, no? You, you'd imagine wrong. I was <laughs> going all the way up to, all the way up to Queens every Wednesday. Oof. Yeah, that's brutal. That's a commute. That that'll knock it, it out. It was brutal. Yeah. Um. So yeah. then, you know, uh, did you guys play any shows behind this one? Uh. Yeah. No. We we were we were active at first, and then we just I, I don't really know what happened. We just kind of start 
started like slowing down. Things just weren't coming together. Like I don't know. So it's basically it just kind the of same. fizzled after a while. So so this the same thing kind of, you know, with, with the first lineup and then from there, you know, once again, I watch you from Long Island. You know, like I said, I I consider you a friend of mine. I never really see you that much, but I admire your trajectory. Like you're you're out there, you're doing your thing. So when does this like final lineup come together? Um, I was looking at that recently. I was so um, I habitually don't delete my emails. Me too. And oh man, it's it's terrible. And like uh, it's starting to really uh, wear on my nerves. So I've been really going for it. I've, I went from like, let me think, seventeen thousand emails. Oh my god! To about seven thousand, deleting one by fucking one over the last like three weeks. You, you you have like you're one of those people on your phone. You have like says seventeen thousand notifications. Oh, that gives me like anxiety when I see that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna clear now it I out. Got 7, <laughs> I left it alone. Like I don't even care. Like I see anytime I sign on, I probably have like six thousand. But uh, I like, want to take your phone and delete everything. Yeah, I don't like even because there's nothing like I see it when it comes in, and right. it's nothing. It's like you know, right? That's yeah. that's how I'm. I that's how I was. I'm, I'm trying to just get a hold on it. Anyways, the reason I said that is I found a bunch of old posters and and you know show related things. So. It, it put a timeline on how long I've been with these guys. So I think it's been about four years now. This has to be the maybe longest. a little, little longer. Yeah. This is definitely, this is definitely the longest for sure. Do you remember like the moment in time? Uh, first of all, it's what are the names? I know Declan is, is one of them, right? Declan, Jay and Kyle. Okay. So when was the moment that you remember that you're like playing with these guys and, and you feel like, okay, this, this is the band that I've been waiting for. Well, I mean, you know, it, it didn't come together immediately. Like, you know, Jay, I started playing with Jay, the drummer, first, and that was great. I'm like, awesome. This dude can play. That's awesome. Which, you know, like, you don't get that all the time. You don't always, it's hard to find somebody, no matter what instrument, to be able to play like you want them to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> and off the bat, Jay was like, perfect. He was the guy. You know, and he's like, oh, I know this bass player. So Kyle came into the mix, right? Now, Kyle at first didn't want to play because he saw a uh, a photo of me playing a show wearing this jacket that he didn't like. <laughs> the members only? Isn't that funny? <laughs> Completely I understand. I will stand behind this fucking jacket for the rest of my life. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I don't remember why, what happened exactly, but he ended up coming in i think he had either just gotten married or was about to get married and he's like I'll, I'll play for a while until you get somebody all right so then it was me jay and kyle and then declan declan's way younger than me i had known declan for uh, probably like four or five years maybe he's like 23 four now Damn. put in his first sec anyways Dude, so my, he was in a band called son. karina karina <laughs> yeah he's in a band called he was in a band called karina karina and they were awesome they were all like young they, they'd been in band since they were like 14 and they just wrote these great like pop punk songs. They were awesome. And, you know, I think we had played a couple shows together. Or I, I had at least seen them before and I always knew he was capable. But when I first kind of wanted Declan, he was probably 17 years old. So I couldn't, I just didn't, I wasn't ready for him yet. Yeah. He was, you know what I mean? Anyways, at that time he was a little older, so it was perfect. I hit him up. He came in, knew all the fucking songs better, better than I did. I think that's what kind of got Kyle to, to be like, all right, we can, we can do this. You know, 
did so because I know like um you know the the old lineup like you would do all like the soloing like you were you were like Mac from Super Chunk like you would uh you know you would play the songs and then like I would watch I'm like holy shit I'm like is he even doing the solos uh, uh, does Declan do any of this stuff or I I I've stepped back yeah Declan's way better than me man Declan's way better <laughs> he rips it he rips it it's crazy. Okay. Um. And uh, are you just out of curiosity? Because I know you were doing guitar teaching. Were you, are you still doing that? No, I'm not doing that anymore. God damn! Why though? That you know, it's a tough job to teach music. And when you work for like, I mean, it's a corporate music school, but this I guess applies to all music schools. When you have to deal with kids who don't want to learn, it's it's, it's horrible. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's if you get the ki- the right kids who want to learn, it's great. And I definitely had. A lot of those too, but man, when the kids don't want to learn, and depending on like how young they are, it's it's rough, dude. I, uh, and it doesn't pay that well when you work for a company. I, I I was having a conversation with my cousin, who's she's like twenty three, twenty three year old female, lives out in uh, Bushwick, and uh, you know every now and then we'll trade like Spotify links and stuff. And I sent her something, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Oh, she's like, I don't know if I like this sound. I'm I, I forgot what I sent her, and I was like, "What sound is that?" She's like. Like a band, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like she just couldn't, she couldn't comprehend. She was like sending me like the most random like guy in a in a bedroom making electronic music, and I send her like a band, and she just couldn't. She's like this sound. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I'm like, yeah. "Wait, so That's like crazy. A, a guitar, bass, and drums is too much for you?" That's radical. <laughs> wow. Wild, and you, you know that that's like some of these kids. You know, they want to learn like Ed Sheeran. Like, I'm, I'm going to teach you Ed Sheeran on guitar. Like, what do you... I feel like you just want to listen to Ed Sheeran. Yeah, you just want to... <laughs> like, just put the record on. You just want to hear it. You don't want to play it. Right. <laughs> well, for, for Langan here, he would uh, he had a guitar teacher, and when what you wanted him to teach how to play Slayer, and he wouldn't do it, right? No, he would do it, but then he would, like, stop the tape and be like, look at me. He's like, you know these guys kind of suck, right? <laughs> and I was like, what? No, they're awesome. And then it's like, meh. Different time, different time. That's funny. Um, okay, so do you remember what the first thing you guys, um, what was the first EP that you guys did together? with this? First lineup was This Time Around. This Time Around, okay. Yeah, man. Oh, so, so okay, this is interesting because the song Moving Home, which was also on like a different version of the first record, uh, but this Moving Home is completely different than, than the acoustic version and like lyrically, um, it's it's pretty like personal, right? Well, you'd have to ask Mikey. He wrote that one. Oh, <laughs> get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I was just picturing, you know what? Because you were talking about like your mom and like you know, like I obviously your mom has like a really cool Facebook presence and she's a Stern fan. So I was just like, oh shit! I'm like listening to this story. Um, Do but- you write a lot of lyrics, or is it sweet? Yeah, everybody, it's funny. I, you know, it's it's funny. I keep saying other people are writing everything. Now I write, every, uh, well, actually Declan's writing now too. I, I write the majority for mm-hmm. sure. But the first record, a lot of the songs were John and that one was Mikey. Interesting. Um, which is funny because I recorded that after moving home. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of like what I figured. I figured you were living in the city and, and so maybe you just connected with that, with that song for sure. But yeah, he brought it one day. He's like, I don't even, he, he, he didn't, I have this distinct memory of him, like, not really thinking it was that, like, good. And I remember hearing it being like, fuck, that's, 
That's like our best song now. Are you kidding? What are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking modest mouse over there. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, man. So it, it, once again, and so this this time around has a, another cover, which is Dancing in the Dark, which obviously makes a lot of sense coming from Jersey. Was, was like Springsteen, like something that it's was like cover. unavoidable growing up where you grew up? Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I read about it all the time. Like, I don't, I don't know if you saw, there was a Rolling Stones article put out yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think it was put out yesterday, but I saw it yesterday about how like Asbury Park's music scene is like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, back yeah. and surviving. Yep. And these fucking assholes are just talking about Bruce Springsteen, who is almost, if not 70, and just like other bands that like come to tour here. What the fuck, man? Yeah. We know about Bruce. We know. Uh, Everybody knows Bruce from Asbury Park. He's, uh... Enough, he, with, enough with the Bruce. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Bruce for the record. I love Bruce, but, like, come on, man. He's 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 your, uh... That's your, our Billy Joel. Yeah, that's our Billy Joel, <laughs> for, for sure, because every time it's like, oh, man, Billy Joel. I'm like, yeah, all right, There's Billy Joel. a lot of other oh, things Daniel. came out of here. Yeah, like Twisted Sister. Public can, Enemy. Yeah, can we get De La Soul up on the, on the Long Island list? Yeah, man. <laughs> I just, you know, I just don't get, if you're going to write a, a, an article about like a, an emerging scene or like a scene coming back, you need to talk about old bands for it. It doesn't make any yeah. sense, you just know? Make it re- that's relevant, yeah. For sure. But, and, and you guys definitely ha- are, are a part of that. Like, I always see you, um, there's a For band- the record, I, I'm not just bitter here. I just, I... <laughs> no, for sure. No, I just sense. think it's weird. You know, you're writing an article and you're talking about how the scene is like back and... You're not talking about the yeah. scene, though. If you you're know? writing like, a retrospective, if you're writing an but old... But they also mentioned yeah. the Black Lips. Like, what are you talking about the Black Lips for? That doesn't make any sense. The Black Lips are from Jersey? No, but yeah. they played here recently, and that <laughs> okay. made the article. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so... Every you know all the shows that I see you, um, there's like a handful of bands. I know you guys just uh, did something with a band called Late Wave. Yep. And uh, also another band that I always see you mixed in with is Crip Crip Keeper Five. Crip Keeper Five. Yep. Okay. So what are some of some of the bands um, in that scene? Like, what's the circle that that, that's like doing their thing out there? Besides Bruce. So Late Wave is an Asbury band for sure. They're they're awesome. They we just played, um, we did like a split vinyl with them that was just, we just released on Saturday. They're a great band if you get a chance to check them out. Crypt Keeper 5 are a Trenton band, and they're amazing. I love those guys. Their music is awesome. They're awesome people. I'm actually going to see them tomorrow night. What do they sound like? They rock hard. They're just awesome. You got to just check them out. Yeah, I will, for sure. Um, and, um, and the, yeah, what, what we else? Actually, we did a little run with them, too. We went down south with them. Was that like the first like real tour you guys did? We, uh, you know what? I don't remember if we did. No, you know what? I think we did two weekends with one weekend off in between, like two long weekends. Yep. And the first one was Doc, Doc Rotten. <laughs> Check out Doc, Doc Rotten. They're awesome dudes. Good, straightforward punk rock. They're on the road a lot too. They they go for it for sure. What what are some cool venues that, that like uh, that you play out there? Like you know, like we'll we'll have you know we have AMH here. We have Mr. Beery's. Uh, that's basically it. Like we don't <laughs> we're, we're relegated to like two things over here. Um, what's what's going on in your area? We got we're lucky in, in Asbury Park because we have a lot of venues that are within one square mile. Like there's a ton of places to play. We play a lot at the Asbury Park Yacht Club. Oh, not wow. a yacht club yeah, for yeah. the record. <laughs> 
Um, it's right on the boardwalk. It's a sweet place to play. Free shows. It's great. Um, there is the Saint. The Saint is like the Saint is like the last real venue with a stage that's not owned by some fucking corporation. It's great. The Saint is like the spot for sure. Um, Asbury Park Brewery does a lot of shows. They do a great job. They get oh, a lot yeah, of cool yeah. stuff too. They, they do actually. Like I just saw Joe. Yeah. Yeah, they get Joey Cape just played there with Chris Cresswell. That's where we saw them. It's awesome. But the kid, the, the dude that does it is Joe, Joe with the K. I forget his, uh, right? Isn't it? No, uh, Joe Polito. Okay. Joe Polito, Aftermath Collective. Okay. I thought it was, I thought it was that, uh, the, the, the dude that does the, the Trenton I, art. Thing. I know who you're talking about. Okay. I know exactly who you're talking about, but I don't want to butcher Joe's last name. Yeah, me neither. That's why I said Joe, <laughs> Joe K. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a great dude too. Yeah, man, he, uh, he's super. Yeah. We we played out at at the Court Tavern, I think it's called. Yep. And he was there, and he was like, you know, I guess uh, super cool to us. Shannon Perez, you know, introduced us, and uh, yeah, Shannon, Shannon's great. Yeah, Shannon's awesome. Um, I I wanted to bring up uh, really what I think is uh my favorite um Van Sader's release post uh the first record, um which is no matter what. Um, I think that's like the best. I, I think these five songs are like the best fucking best songs that you you've done. Like roll the dice, sunrise, sunrise, especially like those first those first. That's awesome, man. Those first two songs are massive. So that record, I personally, I really like that record. But what I like about it is that was the first time. Now I I wrote those songs, but that was the first time that like I, I, the first time. That was a real collaborative, like, we all contributed to that a lot. Like, this time around, a lot of that I kind of just had ready, you know, mentally ready to go. And, like, you know, we had just gotten together, and uh, it was just, you know, it was less, I just had it ready. You know what I mean? Like, it, mentally, everything yeah, was it kind of locked in. It sounds really um, right. But But no matter what was everybody contributing, like, a lot to their songwriting to like arrangements to to everything, you know, which which was really fun um, for all of us. Yeah, very cool. But yeah. that that being said, the new stuff. So I don't know if you. Oh yeah, I did. I sent it to you actually. Siren song, um, which is the, the most recent single we put out. We'll be putting out another one in a few weeks, and then full length down the road. All that stuff I would say is even more collaborative. So. Personally, like I, I'm all about the new shit right I, now. Yeah, I and Declan, like I said, Declan uh, wrote some songs too that are going to be on this full length, which is exciting because he, you know, he used to write for Karina. Karina, he's a great songwriter. Is he, when you hear it, you're going to be like, holy shit, is this he, motherfucker now? Is it going to be one of those things like <laughs> like a like an Alkaline Trio thing where you guys sing separate songs or you're singing those songs? Yeah, no, he's singing them. Okay, cool. Um, so you're going to do... Which is fun, by the way, for me, because I really, I enjoy doing backups. Like, writing the backups is fun as hell. I have fun just letting, like, sitting back, you know what I mean? I, I do, because I, I joined a band, and I sing backups, and I just play guitar. So <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like... Uh... You know, when you front a band for so long, it's, you know, it's a different flavor. It's like, oh, I could just jump around and just concentrate on playing guitar and occasionally, yeah, occasionally. It's cool. it's, yeah, it's fun. It's it's very freeing. You get to, you know, walk around like a jerk off. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. That's great. So what, what you've been doing is what I re like. I 
I thought I came up with this idea like three years ago, but it turns out that you had it before I did. Um, now with now with streaming, I feel like the best way to release music is in just like these little clumps. Yeah. Um, I think it you hit people off with like a single here, four songs here, five songs there. Definitely, I think it's just it, to me. Um, I I realized after releasing a full length in 2018 that I, I I was just like you know what I'm like the next thing we do we'll just do three EPs in a row and uh, I think it just allows I think it, I think it allows the listen there's so much stuff coming at you all the time yeah with and music and stuff like that by releasing a smaller EP I think it's like not it, it, it's better for the listener to really wrap their head around what you're, you're having to release some like you know twelve track or. 14 track you're, you're but, competing with yeah. with for sure with everything so but you said you you were doing a full length down the line this year or like another like so year? i'm gonna give you my tentative plan sure subject to change <laughs> so we just put out this uh this split we're gonna be releasing we so we released one of those songs online we're gonna be putting out another one of those songs online in a few weeks and the middle track is just staying on the on the uh, split for now. So if you want to hear that one, you got to buy the split. Anyways, we're we're gonna put out two more videos, uh, actually maybe three more videos, three more singles, and then if everything goes according to plan, I think we're gonna release everything that's on the the split and the rest of all those songs as a record. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea because then from from there, like you, people already have the chance, and then from there you just throw it into one thing. How important do you think like right. a visual is now? Because I think YouTube is like super important. That's why we, my band, I'm like, let's just make a real video. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of people use. I don't, it. you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell. I mean, I think nowadays you kind of just need every angle you can get. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily gonna going to help and that's kind of why we're putting all these you know doing these videos um but i think just the way that like you know the music industry is has sucked from day one and it's only 10 times worse now like i feel like you have to just do everything you can do and if you can do a video do a video you know what i mean definitely there's so many options for people to listen to their music you might you got to hit them from all angles you know you know what i mean yeah, yeah, all angles. Yeah, streaming. That's why what John did with the uh, with the visual art is genius. Like that's just another another angle right there. It is like you watch it, and you know it, you get something visually because people even like I, I like the like IGTV on on Instagram is cool, but I think anything above a minute, mm-hmm. like you're just gonna lose someone. Right. You give them that sample, and oh, totally. You know, right? Totally. So, um, Nobody has any attention span, me included. You know, so, like me too. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone like collectively. You know, I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but it's definitely the case. I don't yeah. even watch porn clips for longer than than a minute. No, bother. <laughs> yeah, minute at a time. That takes longer than that. <laughs> uh, so, so that siren song, that's your your newest video. That's the your your latest. That's, yep, that's that's the newest thing we've put out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool video, man. That was it. Sam hit me to you guys. I I wasn't familiar with you before, and uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed the video. I, I I love the. I hear so many influences in your stuff. I, I hear some like uh, almost like I mean, and there's like a countryish influence. Uh, Pogues. I hear a little Pogues, social distortion, all kinds awesome. of stuff that I like mixed together. It's, it, 
really good. Yeah, it's like you. you know, I, I love to hear that. That's great. You're 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 a big melody guy. Like when you instantly like um anyone that I've ever played your band for, um I know that it's like a an instant thing because it's there's melody there. The chorus is usually right behind, so it's it's super pleasing to to the ear to any you know. It's not like I'm showing someone like you know Napalm Death and be like, oh, you might like this. <laughs> like you know, it's like you know you play it. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, anything else as far as like on the calendar that you want to shed a little light on? Um, as of right now, not not really. We just got we're going to be putting out a song called Red and Blue that is on the split. We're going to put out online in a few weeks and then a video to follow with that, too. Okay. Who's, uh, um, that's uh, about it. Who's making the video? Any, like a friend? That video. So it's a lyric video. We just, I don't remember how we found the guy, but it's some, it's a complete stranger and it's, it's pretty sweet, honestly. We got it like all, all like, you know, communications online. That's it. We got it. We're like, holy shit, this dude just turns this shit out for like, I don't remember what he charged, but it wasn't much. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, for sure. I'll send you the link. Okay. Do you, you know, uh, like the more you play home as opposed to like the city and whatever, like I, I, I don't know. I just like visually see like a lot of the clips of the shows. Like I feel like you guys have like a nice little crew of people that come and check you out all the time. Am I wrong? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Our, our at home shows have been really awesome for, for a bit. Okay, yeah, that's, I mean, that's always fun, man. That's perfect. Um, so, you know, before we, we started talking, I, I wanted to, you know, th- this is a show that we talk about music, movies, uh, pop culture. Um, and when we have like a guest on, especially a musician, I love to know, um, you know, the influences, like the shit that make you like really, uh, be what you are. So I know we asked you to just give us five albums that you feel molded you or or gave you the most influence i i, I got my list right here i wrote it down for you cool cool we give homework yeah <laughs> yeah we give homework. Uh, i got <laughs> N- nobody's darlings by lucero oh that's a good one is that the one with um, bike riders right bike riders on that yeah it's with bike riders i i mean i love lucero i love everything but that album i don't know i guess i heard i don't even remember I heard one record before I heard that one, and it was awesome, and I really liked it. But then I heard Nobody's Darlings, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that's that's the shit right there," you know? Yeah, for sure. Good Morning, Alkaline Trio. It's just a great record. Really? I love that so, record. So, I think so, we. Are, are you going to say that's your favorite Alkaline Trio record? Um, no, not necessarily. Okay, all right. What's, what's your I favorite? I think I might be. Hold on, hold on a second. I might be. I might have meant "God damn it." Did I mean "God damn it"? Uh, well, "God damn it's the first one. "Good morning" is the one. You know, like the that's when they started changing the sound. No, I think no. You know what? No, I mean "Good morning." I love "Good morning." That's what Amazon that. Amazon there. Uh, uh, Blue in the space. Yeah. Uh, all all on black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the right one. Yep. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I love that record. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Trio's an amazing band. I, I can't wait to go see them. Yeah, just great, great songwriting. And, and one of those bands, uh, it's very hard, I would imagine, uh, especially for a micromanager like me to, uh, you know, a, a band member that does his own songs, you know, so you have two really distinct, uh, separate uh, songwriters and they, they have, you know, Dan and Matt and they, 
they have really different styles, but it, it really works in the For band, sure. you know, and, and the harmonies. They, they definitely complement each other. I don't think Dan gets enough credit, though. Oh, what, I, especially the later records. He's been writing the better songs. It's insane. Like he, his, I feel like almost definitely way more people are familiar with the name Matt Skiba. Yes. You know, which just shouldn't be the case at all. Like, I don't know how it worked out that way, but it's crazy. Dan's a man. Dan's a monster. Um, let's see. Going down the list here. I got London Calling by The Clash. Oh, nice. Okay, so so that set that you got, you guys did a full Clash set. Um, that was killer. Very killer. Yeah, it was up, it, it's, dude, it's up on it, YouTube. So it, that was so much fun, man. It was so fun. The prep for it, the show itself. Everything about it. I don't know if you know. So that show was at Convention Hall. Uh, yeah. The Cl- the Clash played Convention Hall. I think in '83. That's crazy. Which wow. it was odd. We got to play Clash songs on a stage. The Clash played. It was so cool. Um, but what was great about that experience was, first of all, just for fun, uh, Declan has a little recording studio in his basement, which he's getting really, really good at. By the way, if you need someone to record you, there, Declan. In house, man. That's the way to do it. In house DIY. Yeah. He's amazing. But anyways. We recorded some class songs, like tracked them, and it was fun as hell, man. It was awesome. And those songs are crazy complicated. There's so many little things. It's nuts. What I, anytime I wanted to cover Train in Vain, I was like, oh, I could do this. And then I start playing it, and I was like, wow, this is actually way harder than I thought it yeah. was. <laughs> Misleading. Yeah. It's so, that song is like, it's like, play, like we did a, um, Johnny Thunders and New York Dolls cover set and all those songs they seem so simple but it's the little like those little intricacies yeah same that make them so cool and the same with like a song like Train of Vain you know like it's it's just cool man S- same thing with like the Descendants like you you're like oh I could play Coolidge and then you hear Coolidge and you're like trying to like I'm like wait this is so hard yeah like, this, this is not like a punk song what's going on here <laughs> it's such a weird feeling like I was trying to play last night um I was just messing around in my apartment. I was playing the old man Markley. You know those guys? No. No. Old man Markley, they're like um they're like a country they're like a folky band. Okay. But they're uh how do I explain? They're just real fast with acoustic guitars and like, you know, banjos and stuff and violins and stuff, harmonies. They're they're awesome. I think they're a fat band. Pretty sure they're on fat records. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, or they, they were at least. They're really, I totally recommend them. Check them out. I've been listening to them a lot. Uh, I, um, I mean, I used to listen to them. We played with them actually at Maxwell's in, uh, in Hoboken a while back, years and years ago, but lately they came back up. Anyways, I was playing along one of their songs and I'm like, holy shit, this is so fast. Like, how do they do this the whole song? Like, I was trying to finger pick this, uh, this pattern I just came up with just to play along. Yeah. I'm like, you know, like I'm getting it. I'm like, oh, okay, I got it now. I got it now. And then 30 seconds later, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm, how can I still continue doing this? Like, this is impossible. Amazing. <laughs> well, God. So one record I want to mention uh, is a record I just recently discovered. Are you familiar with Lenny Lashley? Uh, no. So he's from a band called Dark Buster. Okay. He played in Street Dogs. Uh, he was in Street Dogs until now. I think they just decided they're breaking up. Okay. Uh. But this dude, I, I, I got booked to play a show with him. And I'd heard his name before. This was about a month ago. And 
this is the, the kind of guy where like, you know, I didn't know his music and he starts playing and like, I'm watching this dude, like I'm absorbed. And like, that doesn't happen yeah. to me very often, honestly. Like, you know, how often do you go to a show, see someone you don't know and you're watching them and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah, man. I It's when it happens, so, it's, yeah. It's like magic. It's, it's, I don't, I don't know if there's a better feeling than that, but anyways, so he's got a project called Lenny's gang of one, Lenny Lashley's gang of one. Okay. But before that, I, I dove deep in the last few weeks. I've dove in, I don't know. Well, the past tense, well, that is past tense though. Anyways, <laughs> he had a previous project called Lenny and the piss poor boys. You get a minute. Check it out. It's country-ish. I guess it's a country record. It's so, so good. So good. For okay. for maybe two weeks, I listen to only that record every day. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, when you get something like that, I you know, there's two in recent memory. Like, I, I played a, a basement with some dude from Canada called John Creedon. Mm-hmm. And watching him play... <laughs> <laughs> like you know sometimes you you know you go you do your set and good songs are good songs but right. like he just some people just i don't know some some people play acoustic and this guy was just like wow you don't even need a band yeah. um and just recently i played with um that dude Sammy K who's from Jersey as well yeah uh, no Sammy um and uh Chad Price from from all and uh, this other dude, Chuck Coles, and I was like, ho- like, as soon as he started playing, and I'm watching his patterns, I'm watching his, I'm, I love songwriting, so I, I like to see, okay, this is a really cool verse. Where's this gonna go? Mm-hmm. Pre-chorus. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, cool. man. Once you you connect those those the, the verse to the pre-chorus or the chorus, and you knock it out of the park every single time, you know, I'm like, goddamn, this dude, like, not one clunker in the set. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, for it, sure. it's a beautiful thing. It is because you you it inspires you. You just you're like, okay, I'm gonna go home and fucking write a song now. <laughs> that's the, that's the best. That's the best thing, you know. That's the best thing. Yeah. Um. And, and I, that that just happened to me with with Lenny Lashley. I had um, I know I had messaged him something on Instagram or something, something like that, and he and he got back to me, and then I wrote a song. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Just like that, like I literally just got his message, whatever, responded, picked up my guitar, wrote a song right there, and it, and that was it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. And that will be on the full length, by the way. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Um, uh, last record I got. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah, go ahead. Last record. Last record is definitely maybe by Oasis. Oh nice. man, that's a good one. Yeah. They they're probably like my first favorite band well actually except for maybe blink 182 okay i fu- i fuck with dude ranch I, I, <laughs> you know I, I was a huge and i was a kid when they were like at their peak yeah i love blink 182 but once they got once they put out that self-titled release okay. i heard that i heard that and i'm like no nah, man no i don't know like you're not making uh you know Dick and fart jokes anymore. You're trying to be emo. This shit's whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't feeling this. Yeah. But yeah, th- that <laughs> Oasis record is a monster. Like super. Like when I first heard Supersonic, I was yeah. like, holy shit. Talk I'm like, so, awesome. yeah. so good. The first two records. It's I- just so, 
Uh, yeah, man. I, it's just, you know, that to me encapsulates Oasis as a band. You know, they are a rock and roll mm-hmm. band, and that's a rock and roll record. Yeah. Definitely. And Noel's such a great songwriter. I yeah. mean, and, inter- and, he, and inter- he's so, interviewer, interviewee, too. Yeah, Anytime it, he gets interviewed, exactly. I have to. <laughs> All right. you, ever, you ever see the, uh, there's a video where Noel is, uh, he's reading, like, emails that people send him and answering? No. No, but I'm so sure it's funny. amazing. So funny. Yeah, it's the, the documentary is great, too. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. and it has like subtitles which you actually fucking need. You need them. You fucking need them. Yeah, that's just thick. That so accent. cool. I love. We love. We love really to to hear you know these records that really shape you and 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 really influence you you know in, into the sound that we get to hear in the Van Saders. Um, and then we also love movies. So I, I I wanted to give you an opportunity to just like list five movies that you really fucking love. All right. So the first movie is all the Indiana Jones movies. Oh. Except for the last one. Yeah, the last okay. one was brutal, right? That was so bad. I didn't even see it because there let was me, so let much me just bad tell you, Let me just say one one thing about the last one. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Oh, but it wow. doesn't count because it's not nearly as good as any other ones. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it's even good. I just, yeah, I love Indiana Jones. I liked it. So what? They're fucking aliens. So what? Yeah, I mean those Whatever. those those first three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was pulling for Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, oh, right. I'm so glad that he, you know he got blessed with this. Uh-huh. And like, you you ever sit in a movie theater and 30 minutes in, you're like, I don't think this is gonna get any not better. For me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, don't get me wrong, I'm not discounting any of that. That's totally totally accurate. But I still enjoyed it. I don't know, sure. whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah man. Um, Roger Rabbit. Wow. Nice. Charles Fleischer. We'll frame Roger Rabbit. That's yeah. so good, man. It was the first time I was ever attracted to a cartoon. Jessica, yeah. Jessica Rabbit. For, you for know. sure. First one. Yeah. There were others <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> first and last. First and last. <laughs> Speaking of Roger Rabbit, have you guys seen Cool World? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, of course. Ralph uh, oh, B- Bakshi. Is that how you pronounce his name? That did the animation for that. He did a lot. Like, he know. did uh, Fritz the Cat. He did a lot of that uh, style of animation. Like yeah. he's one of a kind, man. But uh, that, go ahead. that that was a cool movie too. I gotta I gotta just mention it. Absolutely. That's not technically part of my list for the record, but it is very cool. Um, Snatch. Wow. Oh, yeah. Nice one. Did Love you Did you watch the Love new that. Guy Ritchie movie? I have not seen it, no. Me yeah, neither. I, I gotta watch it. Uh it's called The Gentleman. It looks like a return to form yeah. of those first two uh Lockstock and, and Snatch. Yeah. Lockstock's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love those. And and he, he did also did a movie Rock and Rollo, which I think Idris Elba was I in. Didn't see that one. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't see that one either. Yeah, man. I, I think I'm missing out. No, yeah, and and ser- amazing soundtrack. Like he's one of those people. He always that, puts together always. a nice one. You have like Edgar Tarantino Wright, kind of style, like, Tarantino. Yeah, like yeah. these guys that just have this way of directing, mm-hmm. and the music just mm-hmm. really accompanies. So. Sure. But okay, cool. Hell yeah. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Wow. You got to mention that one. Do you, uh, so funny. So we were. Every now and then we do a cover band called Cover Me Bad, and uh, my friend uh, Christian who I guess was booking Lebowski Fest at Gramercy, mm-hmm. 
hits me up. He's like, do you want to play Lebowski Fest? And I was like, wow, I've only seen the movie once and I didn't really like it. <laughs> but then but then I watched it again and I loved it. And we, we did like some covers, including that Kenny Rogers song, right. the Bob Dylan song. Uh, yeah, now I love it. Now I, I completely... Um, have you seen, Doug, um, the movie Under the Silver Lake? I have not. Okay, so that's a movie that we keep bringing up on yeah, this show. I... <laughs> so it's it's currently streaming on Amazon, and it's one of our favorite movies of last year. And it's it's really like The Big Lebowski meets Alice in Wonderland. It's fucking that's a good uh, analysis. It's yeah. bananas, and the soundtrack is amazing. Totally recommend. Very unique. I will watch. You said Under the Silver Lake. Yes, yes. it's it's on Amazon Prime. All right, I'm totally gonna watch that. Sounds awesome. Yeah, the dude that made it follows. It's his second movie. The dude abides. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> what else on the uh, list? Oh, did, did you guys hear that they're they're making a uh, a spinoff movie of the Big Lebowski? Did you hear no, about that? I did not. No. Oh, oh man. yeah, yeah, Jesus, they're making a movie Jesus. About, yeah. Oh, the, Jesus Rose. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, Jesus, uh, John Turturro, definitely. Right. Yeah, that that that's. I have high hopes for that. What else? And on? let's see here. Uh, Boston Powers. The first one. Or you know, I'm not. I'm I'm torn between the first and the second. Okay, they're both great. I don't know. I'm not sure which one. I guess the first one because you know, before having seen like you know, a world without Austin Powers, and then you watch Austin Powers. <laughs> Did you watch it in the everything. theaters? Yeah, my mom took me out of school for I think the second one. Shout out to Allison. That's awesome. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I saw. I I watched it with, with a good friend of mine, and uh, the scene. Where he's uh killing, I guess the the Irish guy. I don't know, whatever. He's in the toilet mm-hmm. and fucking like, You're uh, like charms. yeah, <laughs> fucking uh, what's Roseanne's ex Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold is next. You show that turd who's boss. We were fucking dying during that scene. Like we it, couldn't. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It's amazing. Yeah. It it aged so well too. It's still hilarious, you know. And you know what? Loving um, James Bond as much as I did, I kind of really embraced it for that side of it, too, because it was such a spoof on, on like, you know, right. Roger Moore and fucking all that shit. So. Yep. Oh, that was the last one? Okay, cool. Solid. I, could, I could give you another one since we're on a, a Mike Myers yeah. uh, Let's have it. thing. Uh, so I Married an Axe Murderer is an amazing movie. Absolutely. And Ned's, Cold Atom- classic. Ned's Atomic Dustbin on the soundtrack. Absolutely. I, I feel like that 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 movie is way better than it gets credit for. Like you never hear about it ever. Granted, it's you know it's old now, but still. Yeah, but you go you can go it, back. So many streaming sites. Yeah, it now. wasn't a huge film when it came out, but it definitely got a a nice cult following. I think that appreciated and stuff. And yeah. and with podcasting like this one, mm-hmm. people will listen to this episode and be like, oh. I need to rewatch it. Check it out. Yeah, these conversations keep all this shit alive. Yeah, that's, there it is. <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of these things for sure. That's what it is. Somebody hears it, they pick I'm it up. I'm glad I can might help revitalize Mike Myers' career. You know? <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> after the Love Guru. After the, lo- a, I thought it was, I thought it was after <laughs> I thought it was after standing next to Kanye West during that. <laughs> I I love that clip. Oh, the, the look in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye says, uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people or something. The, the uncomfortable. Oh. it's it can comes through the screen. Oh, it's oh, fantastic, so good. Um, all right, so f- wrapping up here, we also mm. asked you, uh, you know, 
nowadays people love to binge on shows and there's so many great streaming sites. So um, I, I know we asked you, what, what are some things that you have been binging on Netflix or Hulu? Binging, binging on shows is so dangerous. I can get locked up for hours. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say my go-to right now, and it's not a show that I'm like, that, you know, I'm following so to speak, but like I put it on all the time. Trailer park boys. Okay. I haven't seen that, but it's I've heard so, great things. It's so light and stupid and funny, you know. Yeah. It's it's great if you're if you're if you're a busy person looking to do nothing. It's a really good show. I saw. I just Canadian, remember the movie, right? Canadian show. Canadian. Yeah. Canadian. They got movies. They got a spinoff. A really funny. So okay, I mean it's a stupid show, but they do really creative things. So. You know, there's like 12 seasons, something ridiculous. Yeah, it's been out for a minute. Of this show. Mm-hmm. But they do, they find ways to make it interesting. So like they, at the end of, I think the 12th season, or I guess technically it's the 11th season, they, you know, they're in a car chase with, with some cops and they have like a bag of mushrooms, like a big bag of mushrooms. So they all eat, they're like, we got to eat the mushrooms because they're going to, you know, catch us with the mushrooms anyway. So the next scene is them in jail, right? And they're starting to like come up and then all of a sudden they start to turn into cartoons and they're you know, like freaking out, like what the hell is happening? We're turning into cartoons. And then they built a season around them being cartoons. So they built a whole new show where they're cartoons. Oh yeah. shit. I mean, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, it's so creative. Yeah. Things like that, like, you know, Netflix or like whatever it's stream- like, it's you could be, Netflix you could right be now, completely yeah. creative and do a lot of cool stuff like that. You're not like, you know, on like NBC, you know, trying to make families yeah. happily and, and shit. Don't so. have to worry about that. You don't have to cut for commercials. For sure. Or yeah, just yeah. Flow through, yeah. Cool. Um, Doug, uh, man, uh, I'm going to link up a lot of like the Van Sater stuff. Like I always do. Like I said, man, I haven't seen you in a minute, but uh, hopefully I'll see you sooner than later. Um, and I always push your music because I'm genuinely a fan of everything that you've done. And uh, I appreciate that, man. Let's get some shows going. Let's do it. 2020. And uh, that's it, man. Thank you for uh, being on Red River. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. Anytime. Awesome, man. It's good hearing from you guys. For sure, dude. Later, Doug. Take care, guys.